What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is primetime action live from the South Point Hotel Casino on the tip of the strip, Las Vegas, Nevada. A bumping Friday night in Las Vegas. There's a fight in town. Deontay Wilder and uh, Tyson Fury, three, after a, a draw, a controversial draw in the first one. And then uh, Tyson Fury winning on a seventh-round technical knockout uh, in the second fight. Now it is the trilogy. Once and for all, they're calling it. That's tonight, so it's a big weekend in Las Vegas. Whenever there's a fight, uh, that is the case. This baseball game has completely flipped. It is tough to overcome a grand slam. There was a grand slam in the first inning from the Rays. Luplau off of Chris Sale, who was subsequently scuttled off the field by his manager, Alex Cora. 8-5 to five now, Boston, though, after Boston hits three solo jacks to tie it up at five. Bogarts, Verdugo, and then Hernandez. And now in the top of the fifth, a three-run center field shot from J.D. Martinez off of Whistler. And it's eight to five Red Sox. How about that turn of events in Tampa Bay? Uh, we noticed, uh, we mentioned before that the uh, temperature here in town tonight, in addition to having ourselves a good fight weekend, is going to dip, get this, ladies and gentlemen, into the 60s, into the mid 60s. And uh, this is a live shot of Matt Brown uh, right now off camera. He's preparing. Or not it's him tonight. Yeah, that's him tonight. Here's the problem. Sorry about that. That's missing about seven TV screens. <laughs> <laughs> right no, no, you're looking towards them. That's oh, what it is. Oh, oh, yeah, you're looking behind towards me. them. Okay, yeah. all right. Yes, I got you. Okay, yeah, keeping me. I saved it. Honestly, <laughs> that is not incredibly inaccurate. I had on a jacket today. 
I had on a jacket today. I thought about going and looking like and digging the beanies out to like see if I needed to, to put on the beanies or not. So it's, it's not incredibly inaccurate. You look very happy. You look cozy. Yeah. I don't own any gloves. Do you own gloves? Uh, yeah, I have them in in previous Somewhere. cities, not in this city. I don't. Think I, I, I don't have own any. gloves. Yeah, there's yeah, there's yeah. no way. Yeah. yeah. Do you own gloves? No. Yeah, I don't own I don't own any gloves. So maybe I'll need to yeah. Amazon t- technology. I'll just type in men's gloves and just take the first thing that Amazon recommends and just just have it at my doorstep tomorrow. <laughs> the the horrific, horrifically brutal weather of Las Vegas tonight uh, for Matt. One more game to get to Sunday night, and this is the best matchup on paper of the week, maybe of the young season. It is the Bills at the Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs, Chiefs two and two on the season. Buffalo 3-1. and one. Buffalo really hasn't had a tough schedule. We talk about how the Broncos have had it easy. Well, the Bills haven't had it quite that easy, but they have it pretty easy, that's for sure, to get to their 3-1 to one record. That after losing their opener to the Steelers. Chiefs, it was 2.5. We're showing 3 now, consensus, in favor of the homestanding Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, so it is a juiced 2.5 at DraftKings right now, and then there are 3s with either reduced juice or just even money. Right now, so we can, um, you know, 56, 56 and a half, 57 even on the total is available uh, out there. And so what we're what we're kind of looking at with this with this one is I'm looking at a team here. You mentioned Gil. Yes, this defense for the, the Buffalo Bills has done what has been asked of it against the competition that it has been put up against. So yep. I'm not going to. I'm not going to sit here and poo-poo the fact that they have done, you know, very, very well. That being said, we do have to look at the level of competition and then have to try to make some assessments for ourselves and all these things. So the Bills have faced Ben Roethlisberger, Jacoby Brissett, Taylor Heineke, and Davis Mills so far. Now they have been they've done very, very well yes, against the, against those quarterbacks. Those quarterbacks are ranked thirtieth, twentieth. 26th and dead last 32nd out of all the starters in the NFL. They've not faced a quarterback higher than ranked 20th. So they haven't faced an upper half quarterback in all the NFL so far. And, and they have, there's something to be said. It's the same thing that we said for the Panthers, right? The, the defense that was, that was artificially kind of blown up a little bit because of the schedule that they faced. We are not, we said we were not taking anything away from them. Right. They can only the, play the people that they've, they've the, been and, putting against. Yeah, the Bills would counter by saying, hey, there's only been four games. We're 25% of making them those rankings, right? right? But still, you are your point is well taken. Right. And so the other thing is, is on that defensive side of the ball, their question, well, doesn't mean they're not going to play, but Matt Milano, starting linebacker for them. It's a hamstring injury for him. He's listed as questionable. Defensive end A.J. Esponza, uh, Epinesa, is a foot injury, and he is also questionable in this one. And so now you've got a couple of these guys on the defensive side of the ball that are key starters for them that are at least, even if they do play, certainly not going to be 100%. So you look at the record, and I think a lot of people look at the record of Kansas City, and they think like, oh, well, you know, this is maybe this team isn't as good as we thought. It's been a murderer's row, and we pointed this out before the season started, where we said it might be a buy-low thing on this Chiefs team mm-hmm. because of of this gauntlet that they have to run to start the season, and that has certainly played out here, and they played a very, very tough schedule. What that still has not done is taken away from what we thought was going to be one of the best offenses in all of the NFL, and it is definitely still 
one of the best offenses in all the NFL. Now, PFF has them second behind the Cowboys, but DVOA has them number one. It has them the number one pass offense. It has them even, if you look, it even has them as one of the better rush offenses as well in the league, despite the fact they just don't run all that often. And then if you look also, the other stuff that we really say that start to matter, we're like, hey, learn these stats. These stats matter. Yards per play, they're number one overall in the NFL. Yards per pass, they're number six overall in the NFL. Early down success rate, they are number two overall in the NFL. Early down EPA, number one overall in the NFL. Points per play, number one overall in the NFL. Third down offense, number one overall in the NFL. And red zone offense, number four overall in the NFL. It is still a very, very elite team. And we talked about this even in those losses. A fumble doesn't happen. Patrick Mahomes doesn't do a very uncharacteristic mm-hmm. interception. And like you know, we could very easily be talking about the 4-0 Chiefs here. And this line wouldn't even be anywhere close to where it is right now. It wouldn't even this line would be over four and a half. The line would be four and a half or five. It'd be maybe sitting in one of those weird five, five and a half territories that we're talking about. Certainly would be on the other side of four. But instead, we're sitting, like we just said, we're still sitting at two and a half in some of these places right now. I think a completely completely mismatched, uh, a completely offline here. And like we know what the Bills are going to do, right, on a defensive side. We understand how they play defense. They invite you to run the ball. We're going to play back. We want everything to stay in front of us. So Tyreek Hill might have kind of a limited performance in this one. But you know who's going to go off? Travis Kelsey is going to go off yet again. We saw this even in the playoffs last year, right? The Bills... Hey, hey, run on us, run on us, run on us. And while the Chiefs did run, what they also did was just kept hitting Travis Kelsey over the middle for 15 yards at a, a pop every single time, you know? And so that's that's what they're going to do yet again. And maybe they'll figure out over the course of from last year to this year how they can figure out how to get, you know, just manufacture touches for Tyreek Hill, manufacture the ball into his hand. And as bad as this defense has played, over the course of the opening, uh, uh, over the opening four games of the season, guys, this Buffalo offense. If you look at the advanced metrics, and we talked about this through a couple of those wins when th- that they had, that those scores and those numbers were a little bit misleading. They were getting short fields, they were getting some turnovers, they were getting some big kickoff returns, these different little things like that that were that were making the score look way different than what you're actually seeing. This DVOA Buffalo seventeenth offense. Pro Football Focus has them 21st. The passing game, because, you know, again, Josh Allen took this big step forward last year. Maybe, maybe it was a little bit, a little bit too much of a uh, of a step forward. Then we're going to see some regression here. Pass offense, 19th DVOA, 20th, according to Pro Football Focus. They're also allowing a ton of pressure on Josh Allen as well. The offensive line has allowed the 20, uh, 27th in the league so far in pressure rate allowed. And one of the things Kansas City's actually done so far on the defensive side, if they've done anything well, they've at least gotten a little bit of pressure on the quarterback. They're at least in the upper half of the league as far as pressure rate so far. They blitz a ton, and so they're going to make Josh Allen make some decisions. They're going to make him try and make him make some of the bad decisions, some of the bad Josh Allen stuff that we've seen from time to time. The early down success for the Bills hasn't been there either. They're middle of the pack. They're middle of the pack in yards per play. They're middle. They're they're twenty fourth in yards per pass play. So this offense, despite the fact that you see these big scores and these huge wins, it's it hasn't translated into what we say where 
the numbers see everything. And whenever you really scrunch it all up together, you see that it's just been an average offense at best and at worst, maybe actually a bottom half offense here for this Buffalo team. So I think it's a gift to get the two and a half. I took the two and a half. I took two and a half again. I took two and a half again. I've taken the, I've, I've bet your biggest bet of the year, biggest non, Oh, this by far is my biggest liability of the year for sure. Is this, is this, is this chiefs minus two, minus two and a half in in this game for sure. I I think, listen, like I said, I think this line should be on the other side of four. And I think that one win, even if it was, even if they didn't win both of those games, even if they were three and one as opposed to two and two, and we don't have these weird, you know, memories or, or or see that two and two next to them. I, I think that that, probably would be uh, up to four, four and a half or something like that. So I think the two and a half is a gift under a field goal here. And, and it, like, listen, let's, you know, again, home field advantage. I understand we're not like ranking that incredibly high, but it is still a road game for the bills. That's going to be in prime time and still means, something. you know, it's still, I mean, even if it's not three points anymore or even two points anymore, you know, I mean, it was a point, you know, and even so, <laughs> you know, getting the crowd on a third down screaming, maybe you get a false start. I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's different little things that can happen throughout the course. Of I the guessed three on guessing lines on Monday, which I do with Chrissy Andrews here, where I, I'm in a cocoon. I don't know the line. I thought it would be three, two and a half is a great line for you to have. Uh, and I'm glad you men- mentioned the part about Buffalo too, because I think it's more common to say, Hey, look, Kansas city in many ways, couldn't have played worse. Only the Jets and Jaguars have more giveaways this year than the Chiefs, uh, who have seven giveaways. The Bills, only the Cowboys have had as fortunate of a turnover differential as the Buffalo Bills, who are both plus seven on the season, Cowboys and Bills. So they've absolutely gotten the best of it, while the Chiefs have been as careless as anybody but the Jaguars and the Jets. Sorry, Jets fans. Chris Felica next. College football right here on Prime Primetime Action. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action, Gil, Matt, and Kelly. Let's take a break from pro football. We'll get back to it with our circa million entry here momentarily. But let's talk some college football. Big day in college football tomorrow with the Bear from ESPN's College Game Day, Stanford Stephen the Bear podcast. And of course, Daily Wager, ESPN 2's daily betting show, Monday through Friday. It's Chris Felica, everybody. How you doing, Chris? I'm okay. Just uh, sitting here, flipping back and forth between the old baseball and the, uh, the blowout that's currently on. Uh, interesting later. I think that Arizona State Stanford game. There might be a, might be too many points there, but uh, that certainly, uh, I'm sure that's going to be on the back burner for you tonight with your uh, your Giants taking on the Dodgers. Yeah, but we like money. So uh, you're telling us Stanford plus the points might be the play tonight? Almost yeah, two touchdowns. Thirteen and thirteen and a half seems like it's a lot of points for a for a team that's kind of gotten their act together offensively since they brought McKeon in and ASU. I mean, they, they they put a bunch of points on UCLA last week, but. I'm not sure they can back that effort up uh, two weeks in a row like they did last week. So, yeah, I'm going to stay up late and have a little interest in the game. I could see myself being on the dog there. You're in Texas for Oklahoma, Texas, the Red River rivalry. Let me say that correctly, I'm so glad that you slowed that down and said that very deliberately. Very deliberately. You're on to me. You know what I was doing. Uh, any, Any thought on this game from a betting standpoint? I... I really don't like this game. Uh, like everything, everything is, is series-wise, history-wise. Uh, even when Texas has been down and been a, a six-six type team, they have played Oklahoma close in, in every single one of these games. Uh, like, like Texas is the side that I would play 
but it seems like that's the that's the feel and, and that's the side that most people are kind of gravitating towards. I do think there will probably be uh, more points scored tomorrow than than there, than there may be usually. I, I don't think either team tackles very well uh, and stops the run very well. So I think it could be some some big plays, but I really don't uh, like the game at all. Chris, we do have a top Sorry. five matchup this week. Penn State and Iowa looking right now. About a two-point spread in that one. Pretty low total of 40 and a half. What are you looking at here? I like Iowa in this game. I, I think the Hawkeyes, uh, every once in a while, you just get a team that, that just kind of gels and, and comes together. And a lot of times, uh, these are the games where people tend to think, oh, Iowa, they're, they're, they're right for an upset a uh, small favor they can get picked off here, but the, the exact opposite is true in these games. If you go back the last 15 games where Iowa has been favored by uh, four points or fewer, they've won 14 of them outright and the game but one, what, one and a half right now. So that's all you're basically looking to do for the most part is for Iowa to win this game. Uh, the way they play defense, the way they get capitalized on field position, um, I, I like Iowa here in kind of a general Narrows here on the week with, with Penn State and with like Michigan and Notre Dame as well. Like like all of a sudden, like, like Penn State's living off of a win against Wisconsin. Wisconsin's no good. Like like Michigan and Notre Dame, like bolster. Oh, they beat mighty Wisconsin. Like that's not a good win. So like I don't know. I, I, I think there's a chance that Penn State might be a little overrated here, and I, I like the Hawkeyes at home. Let me go a little bit off the grid here. I usually let Matt ask all the LSU-focused mm-hmm. questions, but I'll ask you about Kentucky, <laughs> as I should, by the way. But Kentucky-LSU, uh, Kentucky a little more than a field goal favorite here, three and a half. And you could just see if, if Wildcats get it done. Now it's down to two and a half, by the way. Uh, so a lot of LSU money during the week, pardon me. But I could just see if Kentucky wins this game, the heat on Ed Orgeron will just ratchet up intensely. Kentucky coming off an upset win over Florida, where do you stand on this game? I, I take LSU here. I, I, yeah, yes, I, 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 I love Mark Stevens. I'm friendly with him. I was super happy that he wound up beating Florida last week. But, but what they crossed the midfield two or three times in that game, I mean, that was one of the most misleading uh, final scores and wins uh, by any team last week. I know LSU has a lot of crap going on right now, but they still have better players than um, – than Kentucky does, and I, I think it's a tough ask for for Kentucky to back up a win against Florida, where offensively they really struggled and relied on a special teams touchdown to win to back that up. LSU last week, I mean, their biggest issue was just not being able to score in the red zone. They wind up kicking a couple of short field goals, and, and Auburn capitalized on a couple of plays that really had very little chance of succeeding. So uh, I, I would I would take LSU in the points here. Chris, another top 25 matchup in Arkansas and Ole Miss this week. Ole Miss putting their place. You know, listen, I don't think it was anybody's I don't think it was anybody's thought that they weren't going to to kind of get beat down there by by Alabama. This thing has fallen, though. This was sitting at six at one point in favor of Ole Miss. It's down to four. You can find a four and a half out there. So Arkansas is taking at least a decent amount of money at some places, five, five and a half everywhere else. Uh, Arkansas on the road at Ole Miss. What are you seeing here? Yeah, this is a game that initially my, my first instinct was Arkansas, but I can't chase the number now. If it's down to four and a half, it would be a it would be a pass from Even though I do think we know more about Arkansas, like, like I don't think Texas or Texas A and M 
are great teams by any means, but the way Arkansas dominated those games, those are good wins, and I think uh, they've been more impressive than what uh, what Ole Miss has been now, especially down a wide receiver because of injury. So, yeah, at six or six and a half, I would have taken Arkansas, but but I, I can't go there now. Let me ask you about one more. We'll, we'll cherry pick some here, and then you can give us our your best bets. But Michigan-Nebraska, Jim Harbaugh wins his first game at Michigan as an underdog. That is hard to believe last week. Uh, and I know uh, wins, for instance, over Wisconsin aren't what they used to be. But uh, it's a nice story. Are you about to douse that story here, Michigan and Nebraska? I'm, I'm going to try. Um, and we, like I said, we, we kind of talked about it with, with Wisconsin before. It's, I think it's a difficult spot for Michigan to go on the road again, conference play, back-to-back weeks, off of a, a win last week. And, and look, people can say what they want about Nebraska and Scott Frost's record. Uh, which is five and fifteen, and in one-score games, and how poor the special teams were in a game at Michigan State uh, that they should have won, and the the turnovers and stupid penalties against uh, Illinois in a game that was there for them as well. But their defense has actually played pretty well this year, and I and I think Michigan's going to have some problems uh, going on the road here. Remember too, uh, Scott Frost's first Big Ten game as a head coach was like a fifty-six ten loss to Michigan at the Big House. Uh, there was some stuff that went on when he brought UCF there uh, the previous year. Uh, Michigan-Nebraska split the national title in 97 when Scott Frost was at, at Nebraska. So like, there, there's some things that, that I think Scott Frost, whether he can do anything about it is a separate story. But uh, I, I would think he will do everything he can to have his team and staff uh, fully, fully prepped and peaked for a big effort tomorrow. Chris, just a quick sports talk radio question for you here. We have the we have Georgia as fourteen and a half point favorites against Auburn. We have Bama as seventeen and a half point favorites against A and M. Either chance, either one of these teams that are by and by and large head and shoulders above everyone else when it comes to the odds for the national championship. Uh, either any chance, either one of these teams get scared this weekend. Uh, I could I could see maybe A and M with that defense, uh, maybe keeping this game close for a while. Uh, just with Alabama coming off that game last week, and um, and A and M is a team that like it seems like when they have a lot of pressure on these big marquee games, number one versus number six, like that's a spot where A and M would have been flat and been terrible. But now with like nothing really to play for in terms of the West or uh, national title, like, I, I could see them going all out and, and playing really well defensively. Now I don't think they're going to be able to score enough points ultimately. But uh, it wouldn't shock me if they got off to a, a good start, kept Alabama out of the end zone for a couple of drives. The other game I don't think is going to be close. I, I think I think uh, Kirby Smart is going to do whatever he can to uh, to, to really put a number on uh, on uh, Georgia former quarterback and offensive coordinator Mike Bobo uh, and Auburn. I don't think Auburn's going to have a whole lot of success either. So uh, Georgia, no trouble. Alabama, I could see maybe being close for a bit. All right, Chris, sixty seconds. Your favorite bets of the week. Um. I think uh, Georgia Southern uh, getting five and a half against Troy is an interesting game. Uh, that number has steadily climbed throughout the week. And uh, Troy, uh, I had to begin South Carolina last week. Uh, didn't work out. Turn the ball over a lot. They really don't have a ton of offensive uh, skill really to work with. Georgia Southern, since the coaching change, has played a little bit better. So I uh, think Georgia Southern plus the points. And uh, you know, North Carolina, I think, laying the 17 against Florida State. Uh, the fact that UNC 
took care of an overmatched Duke team last week in the fashion that they did uh, lost to, to Florida State in upset fashion last year. I, I think Sam Howell and the uh, North Carolina offense will, will be way too much for, uh, for Florida State tomorrow. Chris, we always appreciate it. We know you're busy going around this great nation, but we always uh, appreciate you making the time for us on Friday night. Thanks, man. We try. Take care, guys. Have a great weekend. You too. Chris Felica at Chris Felica, F-A-L-L-I-C-A on Twitter. How much you put on Georgia? Uh, was it Georgia Southern? Is that who he, who picked? Georgia right Southern. Georgia Just, Southern, yeah. yeah. Over Troy. How much you put on that one, man? Well, uh, wait till the break. I'll let you know. He's got to add something to what he's already put on there. Uh, still remains 8-5. to five. Red Sox over the Rays. And baseball will come back. Our Circa Million Entry. The primetime action bartering begins. We look forward to that in the Giants-Dodgers preview. They're about to get underway in San Francisco for the series of the division round. Coming back, Beeson's primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on Beeson, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your Visa free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything that VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. That's $22 U.S. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, why are you looking at me that way? It's just, I mean, that's a deal. $22 it, a month. It is a deal. You know what? It's also a deal. Uh, we'll tell you about this later. But the hockey guide, which I know you're very interested yes. in, $9.99. I thought well. it went up today. No. It didn't? No. We ran that up the flagpole. $9.99 that is still. only That is only 20 50-cent pieces. I got another one to add on. That's how about, true. How about Vison's brand new UFC show debuting tonight? Stop it. First Strike. That's what it's called. Who's, yeah. host, who's hosting that? Dave Ross. He's Dave Ross. Man. One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, too. Yeah, he's awesome. I haven't met him in person yet, but oh. he, I, I don't think I've ever... He didn't uh, like you very much, but uh, I, that's okay. He didn't, yeah, he didn't speak very highly <laughs> yeah. of you, but that's a different story. <laughs> we'll I don't think I've ever later. interacted so nicely yeah. with someone on Twitter before. So, oh, yeah. he's a wonderful Looking forward. Guy. Yeah, on Twitter, loves you. To me and Gilly, behind, behind my back. Like, I, can, I, I, I don't really care. For <laughs> yeah, that. that's, that's like basically everybody in my life. So, yeah. Uh, first VEASAN Strike. YouTube. Go check it out. VEASAN YouTube First Strike? First Strike. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. We're covering it all, man. Covering it all. Okay, we want to get to our uh, Circa Million entry here. Oh, I'm so excited. This is, oh, so you have all the results. Now, here's how this works again for those who are wondering, all right, what's this all about? So, Kelly, Matt, and I, we agreed at the beginning of the season, hey, let's buy ourselves. There's a big contest in town, Circa Million uh, 3. It's, you know, five games against the spread in the National Football League each and every week. And because of three of us, the way we decided to do this is each one of us comes up with our five picks that we would do individually. We submit them to Kelly on our system, by the way. Um, is that out of the park? Yes, another home run for Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has hit its fifth home run of the night. This one is G-Man Choi. Home run derby tonight. Oh, pardon me. This is Tampa Bay who's hitting a home run. Yeah. So, pardon me. No, no, no. That, Boston had four home runs. My my fault. Got it mixed up. So, that cuts the 8-5 to five lead to 8-6. to six. That is actually uh, Tampa Bay's second home run of the night, the other one being a grand slam. So, this just got a little more interesting. G-Man, Oppo, left field, 8-6 to six now. Um, so each one of us submits the five picks. Kelly then sort of culls them together. He finds out which 
of us, or which of the picks, rather, all three of us has, if we do match, all three of us, and each week we've had at least one that is matched, that becomes an automatic one of the five entries. And if two of us have a match, it would take a lot for the third person to really argue it off. So, Kelly, the results are what? How about the New York Jets as a unanimous selection? Wow. I I almost fell off my chair when I saw that. (laughs) Well, I had them on guessing lines, man. That was the first thing I loved on guessing lines. So, for me, it was... And I wouldn't say it was like my top one. Matt, I don't know how you feel. Like, it really felt like kind of more of a throw-in for me. But, like, we're all three on it. There we go. Jets. The only team of all, that's amazing to me. I wouldn't, if you'd given me six guesses, I wouldn't have come up with that. <laughs> I, know, I, know. I almost spoiled it earlier in the show. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, we'll wait till they actually see it. So then we got, yeah, two for the Titans, two for the Cardinals, two for the Vikings, two for the Chiefs. Wow. And then single votes on the Cowboys, Bengals, Raiders, and Patriots. Well, this is, I mean, so that means that the decision's already made. We're done. Yeah, it's over. The decision's already made for us. So we have Unless that. Unless we have a veto in store. Oh, that's the other quirk of this. We each have two vetoes for the entire season. So here's the funny reason. is The, the funny thing about this is that the two votes, one of the votes, after my passionate segment-long thing of the car, I thought you guys were not going to be on. I, I was the other Cardinals. No, you guys. No, I'm not. I'm the one that's not. Oh, you're not? I'm not. That's what I'm saying. That's the funny thing about this <laughs> is because I thought you guys were going to be against uh, like completely against no. that and I didn't want to like go down that whole didn't go didn't want to go down that whole street so. I just want to say Gil, yeah. you, you like let's have a conversation with Matt here do you like yeah. the do you like the Cowboys better than the Vikings because the Vikings is the only one I'm not involved in correct I do not okay then that's the five try to work the Cowboys in there <laughs> I'm the Bengals. I'm the Raiders. I really like. I really like the Cowboys. Yeah, uh, the pa- yeah. The Patriots was my. You're pick. the Patriots. Yeah. yeah, I'm Cowboys. You were Bengals and Raiders. But I'm Titans, Cardinals, and Chiefs. So I'm four of my five got in there, which should concern you two greatly, by the way. <laughs> so that four of my five. I mean, are just in to this. let every. So that's this, so. I have two entries. This will be so. This will be one of my. So I have Jets, Cardinals. Uh, so it's Jets, Vikings, Chiefs, Bengals. And Raiders will be one, and then I will unplug the Vikings, and I I will, I mean, I will, yes, I will unplug the Vikings in one of my entries, and then plug in the Cardinals in the other entry. So, so those are, this is the exact entries that I'll be putting in with with the picks that are up here. Um, But the second one, I will plug in the Cardinals. So, like, all the teams you see here will be in the two entries that I'm going to be playing this week. Yeah, I, I think honest. the Vikings should win by like three touchdowns, but like I just you know nine and a half is still it's it's a lot of points. Yeah. I, I that's where like I like Jets and Vikings were kind of my two last ones, and I I don't really know by the, by the time I put my own one in, I don't really know where I'm going to land on, but it's going to be it will be some collection of those teams. This was a little easier than normal, just because after the ones after like five or six of these, it falls off a cliff for me, where it's like. I have no idea about any of the other seven, eight games. Uh, that's where, I, like, I kind I switched. Probably, I would say, I would say, I was, I really liked the Cowboys, the Titans, the Cardinals for contest purposes, and then it was like after that, like it was like, ah, I kind of like the Jets, kind of like the Vikings, yeah. like. But I like the Vikings over, say, my Patriots, my fit because of the of the injury reports. That's why we went through what yep, we went yep. through, right? The Patriots is an irresponsible pick on my on my part at this point. Just really is. 
I did, like, but the, by the time I end up submitting mine, though, like, I, like the Raiders are one that I think you have to be, th- like, I think you have to be thinking more about between you know today and tomorrow, and that's one after these injury reports today. Like, I haven't done anything with that yet, Matt. I wouldn't be surprised at all if that ends up being a bet or a contest play for me, though. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 both it's both for me. I, again, I just I think this Raiders offense is actually fairly good. Like, I think yeah. it's pretty good, and if. Derek Carr doesn't have to worry about Akeem Hicks and Khalil. You know, Khalil Mack might play. So I, you know, I'm just, I'm just assuming that even if he does play, he's going to be far less than 100 percent given his uh, rib and foot injuries that he's dealing with. And so, you know, that's why I'm on there. One of the one of the one one of the things I think you'll see that's pretty interesting on here, and people are going to go, dude, I thought you were on the Browns. Like, why aren't you know what's going on? And all that. It's like, like I said, so I am. I do have a Browns ticket. I did bet the Browns. The reason it's not a contest play. For me, it's like I said, there the the injury report didn't go as planned today for me for this Browns team. And so, like I said, it's my least favorite bet I have in the account right now. I have the under at least in the game, so I, I don't I don't think the game would be a complete washout for me, but um, you know, maybe I'll look to make an in game play or something like that and get off of it or however however it might go. But um that's why that one's not in there, because things just really, really went against uh, today as well, and it did. It, like I said, looks like Jedrick Wills is, is. They said he's more. He's on. The, you know, we, we talk about the various sides of questionable. He's on the bad side of questionable. So yeah. it, it looks like they'll definitely be definitely be without at least one starting offensive lineman in this game, and maybe a couple of defensive players as well. So I'm uh, backing off a little bit of my stance there on the Browns. Eight to six, Red Sox over the Rays through six in Tampa Bay. Do we have a live line on that? By the way, with the Rays down two here. For people who are uh, looking to live bet that. We do. Rays plus 360. Mm. Red Sox minus 550. If you wanted to get a run and a half, you could get uh, plus one and a half, plus 155. Live total is 16 and a half. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, the Dodgers and Giants have just begun. Logan uh, Logan Webb facing off against Mookie Betts to lead things off at Oracle tonight in San Francisco. What a scene. And that's going to be a base hit for Betts to start things off a uh, single to get things going for the Dodgers. These two teams uh, first met 131 years ago in Brooklyn. Both teams moved together to the West Coast in the 1950s. They've played 2,535 games against each other. Tonight is the first time they ever meet in the postseason, talking about the Giants and the Dodgers. So it's just an unbelievable uh, event for those who are uh, fans of both of those teams, and really just a big night in baseball for that game. So we'll see. Uh, we're only here for another 20 minutes. The nightcap will take over and watch the rest so, of this. So we won't actually see yeah. you, but they will. Well, we will, just not with you. That's the thing. <laughs> well, yeah, just not yeah. with you guys. I am on the Giants. I did make a Giants uh, pre-flop bet on this at plus 103. Um, didn't get involved in the series because I'm so invested in them beyond that. Uh, in terms of the pennant, but primarily to win it all. I do have a tennis pick, Christopher Eubanks, a little later on tonight, minus 110 uh, against Igor, or pardon me, against uh, uh, Gerasimov, Igor Gerasimov. So that's the play for me as well in tennis. So that's what's going on later tonight. When we come back, though, uh, we will talk about our actual bets. That was our contest plays that we are all having together, and then individually we'll talk about what we have going in terms of what's actually in your account. What have you actually put good, solid American money behind? Yes. It doesn't have to be American money, but I just figured that's the currency you're you're dealing in. Ethereum. Could be. Rubles. Could be. We'll see.
All right, we'll come back. Beeson's primetime action will do that. Baseball everywhere. Red Sox trying to uh, make some noise now in the top of the seventh. First two men on, nobody out. Coming back on Beeson's primetime action. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN Hockey Betting Guide is at the is out rather the 2021-22 NHL Betting Guide. Look at that. Tampa Bay Lightning, two-time Stanley Cup champs on the cover. Strategies and best bets, in-depth analysis from experts, team and player predictions, daily betting tips, all with Andy McNeil at the helm. Only $9.99. $9.99. All the information right now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. And as Kelly, you and I have talked about before, there's about 25 futures bets in there. 25. And I might be shortchanging it. For nine ninety nine, we've done the math. Well I, worth it. I counted twenty four, and then Andy said, "No, no, no. There's more than that. There's more than there's that. More than that. More than that." Boston just extends their lead to nine to six now, off of uh, Michael Waka. Nine to six now. Boston in front of Tampa Bay, top of the seventh. The hockey guide is twelve dollars and forty six cents Canadian. So it is a little more expensive for those <laughs> for those listening. So nine ninety nine American, twelve forty six Canadian. Giants uh, overcome a Brandon Crawford of all people, a Brandon Crawford throwing error, and the Dodgers are retired with no damage in the first. Giants taking their hacks now against Walker Bueller in the bottom half of the first. Okay, twelve loonies, <laughs> twelve six loonies. toonies, six toonies, six toonies. Wow. Your Canadian knowledge is, ex- is excellent. Yes. Outstanding. Loonies and toonies. Loonies and toonies. There it is. All right, so we now, we just gave you our, what we're going to pick for our contest. The, the three of us are five picks for the contest. That is just contest plays, not actual money beyond our entry fee from the beginning of the season that we're actually playing on those in that contest. Those are just our five submissions for the week. But actual bets that we have in our account, Matt, we start with you because yours is the most hefty. Yes, Get that screen up so that I can uh, get everything down here. So if we're playing starting straight sides here, uh, again, spent a whole segment talking about the Cardinals. There's this is uh, you know prove it to me. I guess that this uh, Cardinals defense is fraudulent and this offense is bound for regression. I don't see that happening here in this uh, scenario. The secondary for the San Francisco uh, San Francisco Four Niners is not very good in the first place, and then on top of that. There are four legitimate different options and five, if you want to count Max Williams at tight end, for Kyler Murray to to go to here. And so you have those coupled with the fact that it's a rookie quarterback making his first start in the NFL on the road and likely to be without George Kittle, who is a massive playmaker for this team. And so there's just a lot here that leads me towards the Cardinals. And I understand that everybody seems to seems to think that this is uh, you know a spot to sell high on this uh, Cardinals team, but. I will. Uh, I'll wait to do that till a little bit later. So I'm I'm on the Cardinals here at four and a half. Chiefs uh, most uh, most financial outlay for me on a regular season game in a hot minute. I, I think whenever you really start to put this all together, um, the Chiefs defense. Am I going to tell you that it's that that it's you know going to suddenly be good? No, I'm not. That being said, they played a gauntlet of really really good teams so far, and so. You're getting now a Bills offense that I think is a little bit, if you really dig in and you dig into the metrics here, they're a little bit overrated. They have not been as good as these box scores have shown. Certainly not been as good as the final scores have shown. And I think the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, whose offense is absolutely elite, will continue to be absolutely elite. And uh, getting it under a field goal, I think, is is really and truly a blessing. Browns, going over this, not as not as thrilled about this one as I was before. A lot of injuries here. A lot of question marks around this Browns team. 
I made this even before the Baker Mayfield news came out that he's playing with a you know injured shoulder as well. So there, there's that one. If I could take back, I I certainly would. And then I'm on the Raiders here, and that was just made today on the news that they're going to be uh, the Bears are going to be without uh, a couple of key defensive people, and uh, maybe even Khalil Mack not being in there for them as well. He's listed as questionable with a couple of different injuries for him. Totals over on the Jets Falcons. This was before the Calvin Ridley news came out. That said, I still think that there's at least a chance that this. Could get there. The over in that one. Two bad defenses and two de- two offenses that should be able to kind of do whatever they want. Browns and Chargers under 47. Slowest paced team. One of the slowest paced teams and deliberate paced teams in the league. It will run heavy teams in the Browns. Going against the Chargers who are going to have to slow down, run fewer plays. Lots of teasers. All keyed around the Cowboys who I love getting under, you know, through the seven and the three this week. In there with the Jets. In there with the Patriots, which again, we... Gil will talk about, I'm sure, and Kelly will talk about as well, that we're all on, that we're, maybe we're not as thrilled about anymore. Uh, Vikings in there as well, getting that down. But that number's way gone, so just know that you can't can't get that anymore. That thing ran really, really fast. And also with the Ravens, we didn't really touch on Monday Night Football. We'll talk about that on Monday because uh, we'll be here. But I really do think the Ravens getting that down from 7 to uh, a 1 as well is a pretty uh, plus EV play. And then I do have A.J. Brown over 62.5 receiving yards. He looks like he's going to go. And he's the only option there. And it gets a Jaguars team that we know has no talent whatsoever and maybe falling apart at the seams. Will Will Urban Meyer even show up to coach? Who knows? Kelly and I were having a debate here while you were talking. Like, who's gonna who's next? We're like pointing at each other. I'll go next. <laughs> Kelly. Oh, you are you doing Spider Man thing? We're, we're, so, like we're so subtle. Yeah. Uh mine much uh much less volume on mine than uh than Matt had. But uh, these reflect really what our contest picks were. I'm on the Jets. I got the Jets at plus three and a half early in the week on Monday morning when I did the guessing line show with Chrissy Andrews. Immediately, I, I kind of figured there's no way that hook's going to last. That was a correct prediction. I'm not usually good at predicting that, but in this case, <laughs> I was. Uh, and now no Ridley and no Gage for Atlanta. So I feel really good about that Jets bet, as I do with the Titans, where I figured that would go up. And it did. Didn't know what about the uh, off-the-field Urban Meyer shenanigans at the time. That certainly doesn't uh, make my bet any worse. Let's put it that way. So the Titans are my other uh, side bet. The truth is, though, that my entire season has really been based on teasers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has been the great success of the season. And I'm going back to the well. This is what I have now. I'm sure I'll have more teasers in my account by Sunday morning. But right now, the Patriots and the Browns, that's my favorite two-leg six-point teaser of the week. The Browns teasing them up through the three and the seven with that defense. I figure they can keep it close. Now, yes, the Patriots, I do not love nearly as much as I did before the injury report, before the COVID issues that this team has. If there are four offensive linemen missing or even (laughs) three of them, this is not going to be a fun teaser leg at all. If they do, say, have two of those guys back or more, then I think it gets back into feeling pretty good about the teaser leg. You will notice that none of us took the Patriots on the line, though. None of us. The other teaser is sort of the wacky one that I do every week. This worked out last week. I think it worked out Mm -hmm. the week before, too. Four teams, and you'll recognize the names, the Jets, the Patriots, the Browns, and the Cowboys, though I did not get the Patriots or the Jets at the more favorable numbers on the T's, but that is where that stands. That pays plus 235. And while you you had that going... Two-run shot by Buster Posey. What? The Buster did it. Two-run shot. Two to nothing. I thought Gil was going to get distracted by it. Nope. That's how much of a TV pro he is. Gil's Giants. Two-run shot by Buster Posey. Still getting it done. If the uh, Giants win the World Series this year, name the one player who will have won all four World Series in the last 
12 years. Buster Posey. Buster Posey's the answer. Well done. It'll be 11 years, by the way. I thought you were going to say you're taking us to Disneyland or something. I, I had no, I was so locked into my <laughs> football dissertation, I completely missed it. I even, I even gave you a point and everything. You were locked in. You were it just can't locked happen in. because the Astros have already won. It's in my account already. It's done. It's done, it's done so. How about they're, them? They're already in. All right, Bob well, up. All right, Titans minus four. That is my one side bet of the week, and I kind of have a feeling it's going to be the only one that I uh, that I play. Uh, not much to this. Uh, was on the Titans last week. Uh, that ended disastrously with all the injuries that they ended up uh, accruing over over the week last week. Now we've got A.J. Brown back, Bud Dupree looking like he's probably going to play. Um, getting some weapons back, I also think you got, you're got you talking about an overtime game here against the Jets last week that if they win this that game, how much different is this line even to open up with simply from a win to a loss in the overtime? So I think you're getting a little bit of spread value there anyways, and then other than that, this is pretty simply, Gil, I think you're thinking the same way. This is just a fade against Jacksonville yep. and the chaos that is going on there. I will let, gladly lay four on the road with this Titans team. And if the Jags can actually get their team together and put up a fight, I will be impressed. I think this could get ugly uh, there quickly in Jacksonville, and especially this Sunday. Um, and then it is a bunch of teasers. Like you said, gentlemen, this has been a fantastic uh, teaser season, especially for us on the show. We've been sharing a lot of the same ones. Um, and, and honestly, this is probably my best NFL start, especially teaser-wise, uh, in a long, long time, if not ever. So Vikings-Cowboys was the one I loaded up big time on early in the week uh, and really keyed in on Vikings-Cowboys in, in a couple of these. Patriots, we did take down. Matt, you brought it up earlier in the show. I am going to be watching that all weekend. I do think there's a there's a chance I do buy off that. I'm not going to make the same mistake I did last week with the Titans. Uh, if there's a chance to buy off that a little bit with the with the Texans, I will. Uh, I have no problems doing that this week. Vikings tied in with the Rams. Browns tied into the Cowboys. Probably on the on the confidence scale, Browns probably my least confident of those teaser legs. But really, lo- I, I really like all of them. Really love the Vikings Cowboys. Which yes, unfortunately, the Vikings where we're talking out right now is kind of out of yeah. Play. The ship has sailed on that one. Unfortunately, I I hate that. When we go through the bets, I, that's the only I, the one thing I really hate is when we go through the stuff on Friday and it's like so far gone yeah. well, that like yeah. we can't. Yeah, that's, that's the one. A, the one thing I would say though is Teaser Tuesday. We talk about this every yeah, single Tuesday, right? And these numbers were there for that when we were talking about it. Tune in every Tuesday night for us. Buster Posey, Oppo. You mean Gerald Dempsey Posey? Splash, Gerald Dempsey Posey. We gotta go. I hope you have the Bearcats minus forty-eight and a half. Nightcap next. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, 
I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.